<laughs> You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. Hooray! Delicious Volume 1, Life Tastes Good, is finally at Amazon United States. What is delicious, you ask? Imagine a land where all your favorite foods live as human girls. Here in charming a la carte, under the floating city of heavenly delight, we meet Ramen, a young cook trying to run a restaurant with her family of pastas as they end up in all sorts of wacky adventures and hijinks as these strong, eccentric characters pursue their dreams and passions. Delicious is a beautifully drawn comedy series, which is now finally available to buy in the United States. Click on the banner on one of us, order today, and join in the fun now, because Delicious Volume 2, Yum Yum Yum, is coming really soon. A perfect gift for your child, or those of you who are forever young at heart. One of us strongly recommends this one. I love dump month or dump months after the big holiday boom of movies. Nobody went to go see because it was just, you know, it was just a bad holiday uh, year for Hollywood. But January, February and a little bit of March, there's this magical time where we get movies that, you know, maybe could have done well during, you know, different parts of the year but you know execs are like eh, we're not sure we don't want to spend the ad buy on it blah 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 ah, let's just put in a dump month won't cost that much nobody goes to see much that time anyways yada 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 we're working with another shutter original called destroy all neighbors now i will give you what i thought this is going to be because once again i signed up on this based on the the name and that it was on Shutter. I'm like, okay, I don't need to know anything more. I didn't even know Jonah Ray was in this. So that was awesome. I thought this was going to be some sort of play on like Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Yeah, that's what I thought mm-hmm. too. Which like, I, yeah, yeah. I thought this would be like Zombies Ate My Neighbors. What we got was like part Evil Dead, part Tenacious Let D, Me the Kill Meister. Yeah, part a little, little D there. And then mixed in with some prog rock. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For me, anyways, like it it ebbed and flowed. It wasn't perfect, but like I thought it was a fun movie. It definitely tried to be different. Uh, It it definitely hearkened to uh, uh, Basket Case, if you've ever seen that, Mm -hmm. or uh, earlier work done from uh, Peter Jackson, like Meet the Feebles and stuff. Like a lot of practical special effects in this barely any visual effects there's puppets there's like intestines and and prog rock that's all that's that's all whatever i say and then add prog rock to it because that will be hammered into your head this whole movie there's something about that movie that really felt like something you would have found on the shelf of a video store in your small town that like came out of the mm-hmm. 1980s or something and you're and you're like huh that looks kind of interesting what it's about and 
it, you know, you'd hear about, I mean, be like some cult podcast 20 years later. Yeah. We uh, literally, my first note is this theme reminds me of those eighties and nineties horror TV shows that like had names like Friday the 13th and Freddie, you know, were related to those, but not remotely related or, you know, like, you know, that sort of thing. I, I thought it was going to be something like maybe like Jonah <clears throat> Ray fighting Kaiju or something like that. <laughs> a lot of those uh, uh, clones, I, I've been watching a lot of bad movie Bible on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, I highly recommend it. Does a lot of good breakdowns, but one of them is spe- specifically Nightmare on Elm Street. And he talks about early on a lot of the spinoffs were quasi musicals, quasi. They had something to do with like a rock band or a punk band. And and this definitely felt like that, totally. Which is why I think Jonah Ray is such a good fit for it, because if anyone knows much about Jonah Ray outside the fact that he's on Mystery Science Theater, is that he is a big music guy, especially when it comes to like indie mm-hmm. punk rock. Like he has a, I don't know if he still does the podcast, Jonah Radio, but he like, you know, he was shining a light on like lesser than artists. That's how I found artists like Mike Kroll and Colleen Green and uh, Roswell Kid and stuff like that. He's definitely a big music buff. And he's done, he did like a punk rock Weird Al cover, e- cover EP like oh. six years ago or something like that. See, here's the thing. I don't have any sort of relationship with Jonah Ray. So his presence in this meant nothing to me other than this guy is bonkers. And this is hilarious to watch. How Dude, dare you? I- I am behind on everything, (laughs) but here's, here's what sold me. I saw Alex Winter's name and I'm like, oh, please let this be like freaked. Please let this be like another freaked type movie. And guess what? It kind of is. I don't know what freaked is, but I'm going to look it up right now while you keep talking. I I know what it is, but I've never seen it. I know it's like, it was like his directorial debut or something like that. Correct. Yeah. Nobody ever saw that movie, but like it is, it is bonkers. And that was basically what I had in mind. I saw his name and I saw like a little bit of the trailer and I'm like, this looks ridiculous and insane. I'm going to go see this right now. So that's kind of what I had in mind initially when I when I saw it, Um, because, again, I Jonah Ray, I don't have any particular relationship with this with him as a as an actor. Um, Did you see his his satanic Hispanics? No, I haven't seen it either. See, that's what I'm behind. I'm behind on everything. So that's more of an episodic. uh, It's like five short stories. He's in one of those stories. I I think you dig it, Luane. Like, it's not perfect, but you dig it. Um, Also, his his show Hidden America, which was on CISO. And I think it's on VRV, if that's still around. I don't know where it is anymore, but that show was freaking hysterical. Let's get a little, because we've already talked about how much we love this. We really don't have a basic plot here. William Brown played by uh, Jonah Ray. He's basically your typical failed musician. He works as an engineer at, what was it, Industrial Music and Sound? I like that. He's he's his own worst enemy, and he always gets in his way. You know, the album's going to be finished eventually, and why can't I do things? Like, he, we know people like this. One of his neighbors moves out, sells a script. Hey, I don't have to live in the shithole apartment anymore. New neighbor moves in, which is and it's Vlad played by Alex Winter but basically it the, all I can describe is if you took Lemmy Kilmeister smushed him like a foot but like kept the you know the width kept expanding as you smushed and then aged him by like 150 years and, that and would made be him like a, was Vlad. he Russian or something or he, he sounded very yeah. Russian east eastern blocks something yeah. yeah yeah very vague 
something something that would have been done in the 80s. So Vlad comes in. Uh, he's playing music loud. He's driving uh, William nuts. His girlfriend doesn't mind it. The neighbors don't mind it. Nobody gives a shit. William goes over there. He's, you know, he's he's very not passive aggressive, just a very feeble, timid. Thank you. Uh, As a timid person. And Vlad just keeps goating him and goating him, goating him. And finally, an accident happens and Vlad is killed. And William's like, oh, shit. So he tries to, like, get rid of the body and whatever. And uh, all of a sudden, Vlad comes back to life. Not really back to life, but more of like in uh, William's head. We don't really know. Yeah, kind it's of, it's kind of it's kind of vague on purpose. I you know I think it just makes it easier to digest. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what I would compare it to. Like the only movie that's coming to mind is um, that Ryan Reynolds movie, The Voices. But I, I I know there's like someone like I feel like Peter Jacks like one of Peter Jackson's movies kind of felt like that. But even then, I think I'm off on that one. Definitely feels like a Peter Jackson esque movie, mm-hmm. just without all the uh, New Zealand uh, public funding. The yeah. jerk. What's cool about this movie is as time and I don't want to give too much away, but as time goes on, the body start to body count starts to rise. Yes. Mm-hmm. Whether it's directly with William involved directly with William or just a random happenstance. He's still tied to it. Like He's still every tied way. to it. <laughs> yeah. And now all those people are also coming back and talking with him and interacting with him. And like, there's a point in this movie in the third act where it turns into like, you know, every, Hey, the school's got to like, uh, do the car wash. We got to race 500 bucks or else the principal's going to take away jeans day. Like that sort of level of, uh, shenanigans and like looking around corners with puppets and oh my god like i love i love puppets so much uh, mm-hmm. Luane, you were on slother house right mm-hmm. we love that yeah that was fun like but, that movie would have been awful if it was cg it would have right. been stupid oh yeah it would have been terrible and this this is the same way because it has to feel gross and it has to feel weird and yeah you can tell they're puppets but you know exactly what this movie is going for and one of the other things, because he's trying to finish this prog album, because, of course, he he's obsessed with it. Specifically, he's obsessed with this one band. And he's constantly watching these like YouTube videos from one of the guys, <laughs> uh, basically about bass slapping and stuff. I'm surprised it took this long for him to just completely crack. With Vlad's death, it's not always clear, like, is Vlad somehow reanimated or what and then as it mm-hmm. gets further along and the bodies start piling up it's like you begin to get confirmation one way or the other whether or not there's monsters or if he's insane mm-hmm. um, or as i've usually categorized it crazier creature so there it is um, <laughs> you you get confirmation eventually but like you do spend a lot of time like does he know what's going on is anybody seeing this what is uh, it, it it's just it's bonkers it's so weird and gross and fun and it was that was the only part of it that i that went the way i expected which is that this is going to be weird and gross beyond that i would not have envisioned anything that happens in this yeah, movie I, I didn't think music was gonna be that much of a component even with jonah ray on the cast and i didn't expect it to be like the you know hey we gotta make this album uh kind of thing it does get kind of like that that darkly slapstick you know gory kind of thing where yeah the bodies just keep piling up and it's just one after the other you are seeing them crack and it, it there's something just that that that, that, that whole stuff is really funny and 
him get rid of the body. Like, just a really, really funny scene with him and uh, Camille Nanjiani. Mm. <laughs> yes. That's me. It's actually the funniest scene in the whole movie. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what, I, how to really describe what I was expecting, but we mostly got it. But I did, uh, yeah, I did not expect prog rock to be the big driving force of that movie. Yeah, like the running through line for the entire it's movie. <laughs> But they like they create a universe, right? They created right. this band that he followed and like he's got posters and albums all over. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they commit to the bit and mm-hmm. they commit to that through line, which is what makes this great. Even at the end when they added, you know, the one VFX shot mm-hmm. kind of took a little bit away from it. And I thought like out of everything that looked the fakest. Yeah. But I want to go back to what Mike said about his favorite scene with Kumail. It's good. But I think the scene with Eleanor later on at the end of the second act, mm-hmm. just like that puppet mm-hmm. and how it comes just the, like, the traveling it, along. And yeah. Oh, my and, God. And I think that's I, also might be why Jonah was cast because he's so good with puppets. <laughs> it was so good. And, and like it was it, it worked, too, because they, they did like the practical with the puppet head mm-hmm. going out and like, oh, yeah, the guard's not watching. They cut to the guard and then they cut back to somebody in a bodysuit and Jonah running away and it. It's it's Hollywood 101, right? Mm-hmm. But it works so well. And I I don't know, man. It's just I always like when cheap horror movies do well. Makes me feel better about all the other bloated shit get, ugh, that gets thrown out there. Alex Winter. Like, I'm not a huge uh, Bill and Ted fan. Like, I've never actually seen any of them, but I like know them in the zeitgeist, right? He's unrecognizable in it. For sure. And like he he really digs himself into whatever weird ass character Vlad is. And he's got prosthetic hands, a nose. Uh, He's just made to look like a rough human being. And he moves like one. Mm -hmm. He he slobbers and spits. And I don't know, man, it's all it's all amazing. It's all good. It's exactly what I wanted for January. You, you got to go see Freaked. If this works for you, you really yeah. need to see it. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Uh, I, I tabbed it, so I'll look it up later. For the most part, that was very consistently funny. I, I didn't know what to expect out of it, but yeah, I did find myself laughing a lot and very consistently. I will say the last 20 minutes, it does take an odd direction that does kind of take me out of the movie just a little bit. Like, I didn't expect it to become, you know, like the third act of Pick of Destiny or anything like that. <laughs> It just felt like a weird tone shift. Um, but as I mentioned before, Alex Winter is very unrecognizable. This I didn't realize that that was him until I realized that was makeup he was wearing. Because the first couple of periods, I just thought he was just a guy. I thought, like, oh, they found some really interesting character actor for the side character. But when you realize he's going to be more of the story, and then you see him in more in more detailed shot, like closer shots, it's like, oh, that's makeup. Oh, that's that's Alex Winter. And just something about that, just it feels like a again, like there's some. Direct to video video store find for the 1980s. Maybe you would have seen on like a Terror Tuesday at, at the Draft House or something. I really like uh, Jonah Ray in this. I mean, I've always liked him from Mystery Science Theater, of course, and Hidden America, and all the podcasts he does. And I think he's pretty good in this. I mean, this is better uh, better performance I saw from than uh, in Satanic Aspect. I thought he was relatively unremarkable in that one, but I think he did a much better job here. The thing about this movie is. It's it's a little uneven, but it is very entertaining. I don't know if I'll be any in any hurry to watch again, but it's something that I would definitely push on the right people. I mean, as you say in the movie, like not everyone will get it, but the right people will. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, I think might be a mystery science theory reference because I've also heard Joan or Joel Hodgson say it on the uh, the Kickstarters for the Joan the Joan Ray seasons. But yeah, I, I don't regret watching this. This was a fun movie. Um, 
I got, I don't know if I give it say anything super high, but I give it maybe like a six out of five murder tutorials. We've talked about all the stuff we liked about it and the stuff that I was like, eh, about, I, I don't care. <laughs> this was, you're right. This was, this was a perfect January movie because where else would it go? It's, it would get, it would get buried in the Halloween stuff and why not? give it free clearance to just go wild and be crazy. It is very reminiscent, like Mike was saying, of something from the 80s, or early 90s that you'd find in a video store. And it has it has the feel of like dead alive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with all the prosthetics and the weird characters, it was hard for me not and Alex Winter it was hard for me not to think of freak. I liked this probably more than a lot of people will. But again, following the mantra of the movie, the right people will like this. Um, I'm going to give this 25 out of 38 minutes, which will make more sense when you watch the movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is, I probably have made this comment before, but this is something, and you, you know, Mike, you already said this too, but blockbuster Friday night, totally dating myself. I know if I'm not working at the theater, I'm going to blockbuster to rent some like five horror movies with like really weird titles or really cool uh, box art. Right. This, this would be that like this, if this came out 30 years ago and I found it 20, God, how old I am. No, it's gotta be more than that. doesn't don't, matter. Don't Time is irrelevant. <laughs> Either way, if this was something available, I definitely would have pulled it off the rack. You can tell the horror movies, well, any movie rather, but specifically this genre, it takes a certain kind of person to make a horror movie to find, especially a horror comedy, like a horror, like straight horror. There's an argument for that, but horror comedy can get really loose with the rules. And that's why I love that genre to begin with. It's why a lot of the stuff that we make lives in that genre and that subgenre. But it, it takes a special person to make a type of movie like this, but not only that, they have to like love it until the day it's printed and sent off to stream on Shutter. You know what I mean? And you can see that in this. Uh, the the actors were all there. They obviously got what the material was. Even the background people, like the the sheriff, was even like, I ah, even like that dude near the end. Yeah, Phil um, Hendry, I think is who it was. Yeah. There's just, I don't know, there's a lot to love about this. You could definitely tell it was shot with a small budget, but that really doesn't matter because fuck big budget bullshit. Yeah, I I, I, I love this time of year because normally a lot of the, the horrors that people aren't sure if they can go up against the bigger stuff coming out during the real time to release this is going to do that well. So we bring it to January, February and see if we can uh, make a splash then when nobody's really going to see anybody. But... And again, this isn't in theaters, but if this is good enough, you know, word of mouth will eventually get people to this. Like, I, I loved all the the references in it and stuff that I would have I would like in my own work. It's not a perfect movie, but but again, it comes with a lot of love. So I'm going to give it an extra point just for that. And I was originally going to give it an eight. So I'm going to go nine out of ten lines of coke. But, you know, drugs aren't rock and roll, guys. I, I love that that running gag. Um, oh, yeah, we didn't if, even with, with Tom, say it was Tom, Thomas Lennon. Tom Lennon. Yeah, it, it made me think of like you know um, an artist I again heard from Joan Ray's podcast, Mike Kroll. Um, I went to one of his concerts in Austin, and he um, offered to shout off the strobe lights if anyone had a seizure. He said, "There's nothing more rock and roll than safety." 